0: Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 151 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Romans 13 today, and our focus is on putting on Christ. How can we do that? So every day, we dig into one chapter of the Bible a day, five days a week. We're in the New Testament twice a week. We're in the Old Testament, and our goal, as always, is to encourage you in listening to the word and following the word. And I want to invite you to check out our website, Bible2021.com, Bible2021.com. You can contact us there, send us a shout out, send us a question, let us know you're listening, etc. at our website, Bible2021.com. As a reminder, our episodes for the next couple of weeks might be a wee bit shorter than normal, but we won't scrimp on the Bible reading Just on the blowhard commentary. Usually when I talk about Romans 13, my focus is on the first half of the chapter, which calls Christians to obey and submit to governing authorities. Probably not the most popular teaching in the Bible, to say the least. Now, last year's podcast, which was also daily and called the Bible Reading Podcast, still has several available episodes and show notes on that issue, so you can check that out in one of two ways. You can go to BibleReadingPodcast.com and search for Romans 13, or you can come to the show notes for today's episode at Bible2021.com and click on the link that I've left for you in today's show notes. Our focus today is not on that, though. It's on Paul's command to put on Christ, and he mentions it in Romans thirteen fourteen when he says, "...but put on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires." One profound command put on the Lord Jesus Christ. But what does it mean? How can we obey this commandment? Well, let's read our passage and then we will discuss that question. Romans chapter 13, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. Let everyone submit to the governing authority since there is no authority except from God and the authorities that exist are instituted by God. So then the one who resists the authority is opposing God's command and those who oppose it will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Do you want to be unafraid of the one in authority? Do what is good, and you will have its approval. For it is God's servant for your good. But, if you do wrong, be afraid, because it does not carry the sword for no reason. For it is God's servant, an avenger, that brings wrath on the one who does wrong. Therefore, you must submit, not only because of wrath, but also because of your conscience. And for this reason you pay taxes." since the authorities are God's servants continually attending to these tasks. Pay your obligations to everyone, taxes to those you owe taxes, tolls to those you owe tolls, respect to those you owe respect, and honor to those you owe honor. Do not owe anyone anything except to love one another, for the one who loves one another has fulfilled the law. The commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not covet, and any other commandment are summed up by this commandment, Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Love, therefore, is the fulfillment of the law. Besides this, since you know the time, it is already the hour for you to wake up from sleep because now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is nearly over and the day is near. So let us discard the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk with decency as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual impurity and promiscuity, not in quarreling and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. So first we need to kind of understand the metaphor that Paul is using here. It's kind of common in Israel, apparently, because we see it in the Old Testament and the New Testament. For instance, Job, Job 29, in wondering why so much disaster has happened to him, he writes... Using a similar metaphor, he says, I clothed myself in righteousness, and it enveloped me. My just decisions were like a robe and a turban. I was eyes to the blind and feet to the lame. I was a father to the needy, and I examined the case of the stranger. I shattered the fangs of the unjust and snatched the prey from his teeth. Well, in this case... Job's clothing himself in righteousness meant that he did good to those who were in need, that he gave just decisions as a judge, and that he actively and forcefully opposed those who were evil and unjust. So his actions were his clothing. Paul also uses this metaphor in several other places, like Colossians 3, 9-12. He says, Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old self with its practices, and have put on the new self. You are being renewed in knowledge according to the image of your creator. In Christ there is no Greek or Jew, circumcision and uncircumcision, barbarian, scythian, slave and free, but Christ is all in and all. Therefore, as God's chosen ones, holy and dearly loved, put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. So, according to Paul, to put on those kind of things apparently means to do them and to live them. I believe this passage shows much more of what Paul is calling us to do when he says to put on Christ. It involves a taking off, or a letting go, of the habits, thoughts, words, and actions of the old pre-Jesus person, and a putting on, or a doing and thinking, a whole new way of life. A way that is marked by compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. The Jesus way. Here's John Piper with some wisdom to help us better understand putting on Christ. Piper says, The one other place in all the New Testament where Paul speaks of putting on Christ describes it as something that's already been done. Galatians 3.27 says, For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. So baptism is an acting out of what happens by faith and conversion. And what happened was, you put on Christ once and for all, which means that the command to put on Christ is a call to become what you are, a Christ-wearer. So keep in mind as we move forward, now that putting on the armor of light, which is in verse 12, or putting on Christ are not instructions to become a Christian all over again, Paul is calling us to be what we are in Christ. It's like a reminder. You are children of light. You are children of the day. Now dress like it, live like it, fight like it. Putting on Christ each day doesn't mean wearing him as an imposition or a nuisance or a burden. It means wearing him as protection. That is, trusting him and wearing him as the supplier of all your future needs. That is, hoping in him and wearing him as your supreme treasure. That is, loving him. Put on Jesus Christ means put him on as the parachute for your skydiving behind enemy lines. It means put him on as the high-impact, protective, anti-explosive suit when you disarm the bombs of the devil. It means put him on as the fireproof suit when you rescue sinners from the flames of hell. It means put him on as a bulletproof vest when you confront the pistols of sin and unbelief. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ, says Piper, means put him on as a badge that admits you to all the resources of heaven that you need to do his will. It means put him on as the best intercom system that ever was so that there can be constant communication with the one whom you love above all others and who is himself everything you need. Put on the Lord Jesus means trust him, hope in him, cherish him for all these things. So how do we put on Christ? Well, the answer is we call to mind the words of God that awaken more faith in Jesus and call to mind the promises of God that awaken more hope in Jesus and call to mind the beauty of Christ that awakens more love in our hearts for Jesus. Well, let's close with our Bible memory verse for the month of May, the last day of May. The last time we'll say the Great Commission together, Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen through 20. Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Amen. Well, good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.